Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episode 9 Chapter 5 Welcome Back This week's Aftermath episode is going to touch on suicide. If you or anyone you know is in need of help, please contact the National Suicide Lifeline. It's free, and it's confidential. You can visit www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org or you can call one 800 273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. This week was somewhat of a revelation. It's also playing catch-up. Maybe catching up a little late. I mean... We're nine episodes in, <laughs> five chapters in, and we've hardly scratched the surface of what's about to happen. Aside from a brief moment with Dorothy and the Woodman at the beginning of the book, we haven't really seen any of the fallout from the events of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale. Last we saw Dorothy, she was in the spire of the Green Palace with the Woodman. She jumped, presumably to her death. The thought being, if she killed herself, no one would be able to claim or inherit her ring and bracelet, locking the greys away forever, preventing the woodman from getting any kind of win. While on the surface this is motivated purely by spite, we do find out it's a little bit more than that, but I'll get into that in just a moment. Dorothy wakes up, her bones ache, her body is sore, and her mouth tastes like death. But she's alive. And somewhere... safe? She explores the cabin she wakes up in to find the lion sleeping in the corner of the living quarters of the home. Mr.'s head, Mr.'s severed head, that is, is sitting on a table looking out the window, likely unconscious, maybe even dead, if that's possible. The woodman shows up, and we see that he's vastly different than the last time we saw him. He's shorter, more modern, and made of tin instead of iron or steel. Baum's version of the character was literally tin. My version has always been a little bit more vague. Up to this point, anyway, it's been a little more vague. More figuratively tin. He's just been metal. But now, he's tin. He gives Dorothy some pretty harsh truth here. He tells her she must be a witch. Why? Because witches can't kill themselves. Dorothy tried, she failed, so therefore she must be a witch. He also confirms this with the fact that she's been in a coma with no food or drink for the last 40 days 
and forty nights. She doesn't want to hear this, of course, especially not from the woodman, and she flat out refuses to believe this. She pretty vehemently denies this for a moment before coming to the same conclusion. Now, back to Dorothy's suicide attempt and what it really means to the character in the story. Like I said, on the surface, this is motivated purely by spite. In fact, it's referred to at one point as her spiteful suicide. But we find out that it's more than that. She's tired. She's broken. Her actions were meant to be an escape from the hell that is her current existence. Once again, to reference M.C. Lars, this time his beautiful song 23, maybe suicide's an answer, but it's never a solution. Her thoughts on suicide are also harsh. In her mind, it's either life or death. There's no such thing as a suicide attempt, only a cry for help. And to her, it's not even just a cry for help, but a pitiful cry for help. This is the coldness, the darkness that surrounds her. We don't get a lot from her past in dark days. We get a little bit about her mother, Audrey, and of course, the day Audrey died, but we don't get a lot outside of that. We don't know where Dorothy is really coming from emotionally. Throughout this book, I'm going to try to explore that in great, and yes, sometimes disturbing detail. I set up the notion of exploring her history when she is flooded with memories. Childhood friends, her first kiss, her first boyfriend... Summer jobs and horrible bosses, the brightest moments and the darkest moments, all whirling around in her head. If you thought you understood her as a character by the time Dark Days ended, you might be a little surprised as the story progresses. She asks about the lion, and the woodman calls him cowardly. Obviously a callback to... Baum's original creation here. The woodman tells Dorothy the lion is pretty much just a mean drunk. She asks about Mr., and the woodman is a little confused at this. This demonstrates his selfishness, as though he couldn't be bothered to remember the scarecrow's name. He points out that Mr. likely just needs a new body, one that he's taken the liberty of procuring. He offers to let Dorothy bring her friend back to life on one condition, and of course that condition is she helps him find and enter the gray fields in search of his lost wife. We get a little bit of a history lesson here, a little bit of a recap. This is where the timeline kind of begins to get tangled up. He tells Dorothy of Beatrice and how she was taken by Mombi. He also tells her about his own run-in with the witch, and that had he not spent so much time sulking over the loss of his wife, he might have been able to save her, because the Grey Fields 
were not created until after he was cursed. He points out that while he sat at his kitchen table, the wizard came into power and stole the colors of the land. Of course, we know now the wizard didn't actually steal the colors or create the grays. It was really just kind of dumb luck on his part. Either way, we know the woodman and his curse predate Joseph, a.k.a. the wizard, and his treacherous shenanigans. Dorothy becomes somewhat sympathetic toward his plight here though she is still not super sure if she should trust him, or will trust him, or can trust him. If I missed something, or failed to address something you feel I should have, by all means, let me know. I'm always open to questions, comments, or constructive criticism. As the youngsters out there say, the first rule of Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Club is don't talk about Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Club. Unless you're going to use general good manners like a good human being. You don't have to like it. I don't, so that's okay if you don't. But you can at least be nice. I know you can. I believe in you. You can always contact me on Twitter, that's DarkDorothyG, via the good old-fashioned electronic mail. It's good enough for an unsuccessful 38-year-old podcaster, so it might just be good enough for you. It's DarkDaysOfDorothyGale at Outlook.com. You can find me on the Insta to the Grimalama Ding Dong, that's the new cool way of saying Instagram, and it's totally bitch cakes. Spread the word. It's at the ordinary sun. That's S U N. The same name can also be found on TikTok, but I mostly just post video game clips and memes there. Not really a lot of dark days of Dorothy Gale content. And of course, there's always the official Dark Days website. D D of dg.com. As of this recording, it has some cool Dark Days of Dorothy Gale merchandise and a collection of artwork, such as photography and sketches. At the moment, I'm not planning on making any Darker Days of Dorothy Gale merchandise. Also, Darker Days of Dorothy Gale is no longer available on Amazon. I've decided I don't want to charge people for this experience. I want the story of Dorothy Gale to be largely free. If you would like to support the show, buying a t-shirt or a sticker or something really is the coolest way to go about it anyway. I've got a lot of creative ventures going at all times. Photography, writing, podcasting, and believe it or not, I don't do any of this to make money. If for some strange reason, you do want to support me as an artist financially, you can always go to buymeacoffee.com slash ordinary sun. Again, that's S-U-N. If you do, 
I'll give you a shout-out on this wildly unsuccessful and obscure podcast. And I'll even send you a handwritten thank-you note, complete with a fun little sketch. If you don't want to donate to this cause, that's fine too. I'm happy to do this either way. Say, speaking of other creative ventures, I do another show as well. It's called Lost in the Library. It's an experiment in the art of short stories. At the time of this recording, it features an agnostic look at the afterlife, an account of a young Nigerian woman with sickle cell anemia, a prank gone wonderfully right, a rewording of the first canto of Dante's Inferno, a light-hearted yet mesmerizing look at a robotic dystopia, a children's book about a firefly who's lost his light, and the first five chapters of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Also, there's a few more stories on the way. Again, that's Lost in the Library, and it's available ad-free for free on most podcast apps. Come back next week for Chapter 6 of Darker Days of Dorothy Gale. The Reunion Special Thanks for listening. I love you all.